Hey, welcome to the Confidence in Christ podcast. I'm Kayla, a redeemed child of God, mom, wife, and someone who's actively seeking to find the reason behind people's unwavering confidence in Christ. Come along with me and find out how they do it, no matter what season of life they're in. Hello, everybody. I hope you had a blessed holiday season and that you were able to just relax and rejuvenate yourself and spend time with the ones you love and just maybe do something for yourself. I really, really hope you did something for yourself. Um, I just wanted to do a real quick, um, just kind of recap, maybe uh, before we just dive into season two, which I am so jazzed to get uh, going next week. So make sure you join us on January 11th. That's when season two will launch. I have got an amazing, amazing lineup of guests for you guys to listen to, um, along with some daily CCKs. I can't believe that this week we actually hit number two. 200, like 200 daily scripture dives. That's amazing. Like, good job. And if you're behind, like, that's totally fine. Catch up. They are just really good to add to um, your daily quiet time or just your drive to work or wherever you're going, just to have scripture read over you and then make you think about it a little bit. So uh, here we are celebrating number 200. Way to go. We've done it. We made it that far. Uh, we are going to end up doing 365. And actually, it might be a little bit more with um, some extras added in there for uh, Easter and Holy Week and things like that. But I am just so, so excited that you guys are enjoying those and listening to them. All right, so now for my little um, kind of recap of just what God's been doing in my life over uh, the holiday season. So I took the month off for um, downloading the uh, interviews and just things like that, just to kind of give myself time to just relax and um, just spend time with the Lord and not have to be um, putting something out constantly. So I my big focus was on joy. The whole month I was not only praying for joy and just uh, seeking the Lord and what to do about it because I wasn't really feeling it. Um, But I also was praying and asking him for what my word for 2023 was going to be. And funny enough, it's not joy, it's something different. And we'll dive into that another time. But I really want to show you um, what God revealed to me about the word joy. So in December, we actually, um, it was the second anniversary of my mom being promoted to heaven. So uh, it was hard. It's a few days before Christmas and um, things just, they're just different. And accepting that difference is um, something that you have to work through. It's not something quick. It's not something that just magically happens overnight or that you pray about and God's like, oh, poof, like you're better. No, like grief is a process and um, finding joy during a season when um, God is working on you, when you are going through grief, it just it's hard. So um, my big prayer was that I could find joy. And uh, if you do the Christmas Advent at all, you know that joy is one of those. So we actually had a sermon on joy and it pointed me to some scriptures that I hadn't necessarily dove into yet. Um, But once I did, God just really worked over my heart and helped me see that even when walking through grief, we can have joy. It's not necessarily the same joy that we had before grief. So um, for me, 
before uh, my parents passed away, joy was filled with time with family, with um, things that we would go do stuff and um, just a different kind of joy. Like it just felt complete, right? Because everybody's there and um, it just it just felt more together. And now everything just feels really disconnected. Um, my family doesn't really get together anymore. And it's just, it's really different. And I was struggling with finding joy in that because to me, what I've known my entire life is joy uh, goes along uh, the holidays with family. Well, when you don't have family that gathers anymore and um, your parents aren't around, like they're where is my joy? Like, where am I supposed to find that? Um, so the first scripture that I really dove into that God just really, I mean, I feel like it was written directly to me, but that's what the Holy Spirit does, right? Like he highlights scripture and makes it like, hey, this is for you right this second. And this is what this means. And I could read it a year from now and it could mean something totally different. But this is the scripture. I'm going to kind of go through what my brain thought and how the the Lord worked in me as I read through that. So the first one is John 16, 22, and it says, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. Okay, if that does not speak like directly to where I uh, was in December and still sort of am, um, the Lord just kind of was like, hey, like, now is your time of grief. Like it's allowed. You are allowed to have that time of mourning and that time of sadness. Like it is part of how he built us. He gave us emotions and um, just those different facets of who we are. That way we can experience that. Um, Not to make us sad or to make us um, upset, but that way we can feel that love that we had at one point. Um, Loss uh, is a loss of love and a loss of lots of different things, but we can experience that. Um, So as I kind of read through that, um, I just wrote down a few notes and uh, some of them are, there is a time for grief and sorrow and pain. Just like I said, like there is a time for that. We are allowed that time, but there's a but in that verse and it says, but I will see you again. We will see Jesus again, and we will see our loved ones again if they knew Christ as their personal Savior. And right there, that's the key as to why we can have joy even after the changes, even after the loss, even after the difficulty that we've walked through. We have got Jesus as our focus. When somebody passes away or something hard happens in our life and we grieve it, we can remember that, um, especially if it's loss of a person, that we, um, when someone dies, our time has come to feel that great loss of grief, but we remember the promise of eternal life with Christ and we forget about our anguish, not altogether, but it it lessens the blow, if I can say that, because the joy of the promise of not only seeing our loved one again, but being with Jesus is so real to us. The scripture continues and it says, no one. So it says, uh, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. We will see Jesus and feel and experience that promise um, almost a little bit more through grief because we've We've got that kind of empty space that we need filled with something like 
we've got this hole that was left by our loved one who's now in heaven with Jesus. And we're like, what, what do we do now? Like, how do I have joy in a season that's supposed to be joyful when I really don't know even where to look? And this scripture tells us we just need to turn and look to Jesus. And, um, I love that we can see Jesus through this because he's just, he's so real and he offers us that opportunity for joy right through the scripture. Um, We will have that joy when the world says we shouldn't because we really, like if we look at it and the world's like, oh, somebody died, like it happened right at Christmas, like you should not be joyful. You should not be happy. You should be sad. And that was something I really struggled with. Um, And when I sat down with my uh, counselor and even with my husband, I was like, the world is telling me that I should be sad. So like, why shouldn't I be? And it really took this scripture and a couple others I'm going to share with you to fully grasp why I can go against the current, against what culture is telling me, what the world is saying, like, you should be sad. Like, everything points to the fact that you should be really sad at Christmas time. But when I look at these scriptures and I look at what Jesus says, I know why I don't have to be. I'm allowed to be that for a while. Um, And I can feel that it can come for years and years. And like, I can feel that sadness because that's love lost, but it is a reminder of just how much I loved. And I can point it back to him because I've got the hope of eternity and no one will be able to take that away. That joy, that crazy weird joy that the world just doesn't get. They shake their head and they're like, wait, why? Why are you joyful? How can you be joyful in the midst of a loss like this? It is because it comes from heaven. It comes from somewhere that they just don't understand. It is a promise that we hold because of the work that Jesus did on the cross. And that is something that we can just sit in. And it might take our our brains a little bit to just kind of soak that in and realize and have it work in our hearts. But the Holy Spirit will use that scripture if you're going through a situation similar to this. And he'll just, he just works through it and he brings it to life and makes it that way you can understand it in a way that speaks to you. Um, so pray over that scripture. If you, um, have just been, maybe it's not loss. Maybe it's, um, a job change. Maybe it's a loss of a job or, um, a divorce or, I mean, there are so many different things that it could be and it's all loss. It's all change. That's hard to grasp. So take some time and just, um, mull over that scripture and see what the Holy Spirit reveals to you. Another scripture that really um, stuck out to me that I have just claimed and I have repeated over and over again to God as a prayer is uh, Psalms 51.12. And it says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. So this one here is, um, <laughs> it's really special to me now um, because as I read through it, I I, I stood in the spot of David, the original author, and I felt it like I desperately wanted it. And I still do. I still just long for God to continue to restore to me the joy of the salvation that he offers because only God can restore that kind of joy. That's the only person that could ever do it. So when we feel like something's missing, it, we're, we just have to work with Jesus and the Holy Spirit to just 
receive it. We have to have that restored to us. Um, Our joy rests in the eternal things of God, not the things of this world. And um, after hard losses and uh, losing sight of that joy, we forget momentarily what it's like. We forget that salvation can bring us joy. And that's why we have hope. Like we just forget we're humans and that's okay. God understands. Um, But we need God to restore that, to remind us of our eternal hope that we have because of him. Um, And I love that he can restore it. I love that um, he offers that to us. And the second part of this is to grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. We have to have a willing spirit to be able to receive that restoration. Um, that was part of my thing. My heart was like, but I'm supposed to be sad. The world tells me I'm supposed to be sad. I had to have a willing spirit that was willing to allow God to work inside of me, to restore that joy and to restore um, my mind back to what was really um what really matters, that focus of eternity. Um, And the Spirit keeps us committed to God's will. He does. He just restores us. He sustains us. He prevents us from falling back into sin, back into depression and sorrow. He just keeps restoring us over and over. And that's a big part of why I offer the um, daily CCKs, because we need to be constantly reminded of God's goodness and faithfulness to us. I hope every single one encourages you and just um, helps your mind just be restored, to be transformed, and to set our mind on things above and the joy that can come from our salvation. The last scripture that I want to share with you is Romans 15, 13, and it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's just kind of my prayer over you. And it was my prayer over myself as well for the entire month of December was that all hope comes from God and that they might be restored, that peace and that trust in him because God is the giver of joy and peace and we can trust him because he is faithful and he is who he says he is all of scripture points to jesus we don't um worship scripture we worship god but scripture is the way he talks to us and we can just dive into that and just really experience him in new ways um you can gain that joy and that peace as you trust in him as we walk alongside of him um diving into scripture and praying and just having conversations with him. He gives it to us because he wants us to overflow with hope, which only comes through the power that the Holy Spirit gives us. What an amazing gift that he gives. And it's so encouraging and it's so uplifting to know that the God of the universe, the one that knitted us in our mother's wombs, wants us to be overflowing with hope because of the work the Holy Spirit does in us. I'm not sure what your holidays look like. I'm not sure if they were just filled with joy or filled with sorrow or if something felt missing or things were different. Um, But I do want to just encourage you that as we begin this new year that God is faithful, even in the hard places, even in the sorrow and the change. He is there. He is with us and he is 
willing and able to do anything exceedingly abundantly beyond anything we could ever ask or imagine for us. It's all for his glory. And because he will be glorified with us working with him, we will be poured out so much goodness and grace and mercy. And it's just, there's so much awaiting us. Joy is possible. Joy is there. It's awaiting for us. We just have to be willing to accept and restore our hearts through the work of the Holy Spirit. So as we kind of finish up, I'm going to read straight out of my journal a prayer that I wrote that um, I just think is really fitting. So um, I pray this over you. I pray this over myself as we just um, continue to seek joy every single day from the Lord. Father, thank you for laying these verses out before me. Thank you for speaking to me, Holy Spirit. I know what you're telling me. I know that all I need to do is accept it and embrace it. You laid it out all before me, God. Please grant me a willing spirit. Call my spirit to obey you, believe you, and trust you. I want the joy you offer. I desperately want that, Lord. Make my heart willing to embrace it. Help me to know that I'm not diminishing the loss, forgetting it, or downplaying it. I'm declaring your faithfulness even in the midst of grief. Amen. Friend, I am praying for you as we begin this new year that the Lord would just work in your life and you would really experience him in new ways. Um, Next week, I've got a great conversation that I'm excited to share with you, Um, but I also might take some time here in one of the uh, upcoming weeks to just share with you um, the word and the verse that God has laid on my heart personally for the year um, and kind of what I'm excited to experience with him. And uh, I think it's going to be fun. So think about it. God is going to lay a word or a verse on your heart for the year. Be praying, be asking and seeking to see what he's got planned for you. Uh, Let's make 2023 the year of his, not the year of us. Let's give this year to the Lord. Let's not plan and make all these elaborate um, uh, paths for ourselves, but let's seek the Lord in every single way we turn that he might lead us and guide us and make those decisions for us that we we can just turn and be like, Lord, what do we do? Where do we go? Um, What's next? And he excitingly with joy shows us what is coming. Friend, I will talk to you again next week and have a wonderful, wonderful first week of January. God bless.